You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Welcome, my name is Andy, and you are listening to the podcast that covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and of course Star Wars. That's right, this is the Decast. This week on Memorial Day weekend. That's right, week of May 28th, 2018. I am here with you alone, but I'm talking about the box office rundown. Christopher Robin, Incredibles 2, Solo, and who saw it? I know I did. Also, we have an interview with our friend Sarah Sterling talking about all that and much more on episode number 160 of the Decast. Hey there, everybody. Welcome. My name is Andy, and I'm going alone today. We had some technical difficulties with Skylar, unfortunately, but I am here. It's going to be a shorter episode. This is a holiday weekend for everybody, so I hope you all had a great Memorial Day weekend. It was a four-day weekend for my family. Our kids got off school on Friday for in-service, and so we took the day off, and then, uh, yeah, so just craziness all around, but... I know I went and saw Solo, a Star Wars story Thursday night. I know many of you guys did, too. We have so much in the way of Disney goodness coming out as summer is getting to a head. I'm a little stressed out. Uh, I've got my, my, my school year goes into the middle of June and I'm a little stressed out, you know, just as you know, final products are coming. I've been behind getting that stuff done, but I'm excited to get moving forward, get done with the school year and into the summer. I hope all you guys are as well. First of all, I just want to thank all of you guys who are supporting us on Patreon. Patreon is a subscription service where you can just give us a dollar, give us $10, give us $20. And there are certain rewards. It helps us be able to do this podcast every week after week after week. And there are rewards in there. Just go to the patreon.com slash the decast or go to the decast.com to help us out on there. Also iTunes reviews on Apple Podcasts is a great way to help us out. You just leave a podcast review. You know what? Even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, it helps us out greatly. Uh, Just like our friend Platypus Boy said, he said the five-star review, best ever, a great podcast. You can tell they care so much about everything, and I hope they keep making podcasts regularly. Well, guess what, Platypus Boy? We're making podcasts regularly. So thanks for listening. Thanks for leaving a review. Also, guys, make sure you like us on all the various social media networks. That's Facebook, that's Twitter, and Instagram. we got a lot of stuff going up on Instagram as of late, like today. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Can you believe 52 years ago today at the Disneyland Resort, it's a small world open. You all love it. It's a small world. It's a world of laughter. It's a world of tears. And that song is stuck in your head. Richard Sherman actually wrote that song as a ballad, believe it or not. Um, as, as a song that can be played in many different tempos and different styles and that sort of thing, which he accomplished because it's kind of song that has to play over and 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 over again. You all know you love that song. Come on, just admit it. So with that said, guys, thank you so much for liking, subscribing, sharing, doing all that fun stuff. You can follow me at Andy Herndon. And don't forget to follow my co-host Skylar at Skylar. 
uh, Disney Film Facts. I don't know what his other handles are, but you can go to decast.com to find out all that stuff. And uh, with that, guys, we're going to move on to the box office rundown. The box office rundown is the part of the show where we just talk about what happened to the box office this weekend. It's a 40 weekend, so the numbers are going to look a little weird. Uh, because it's going to count, I believe it says four day weekend here at Box Office Mojo. So I believe that goes a Friday through, I want to say through today or through Monday. So these are the estimates, I believe. So we're start with number five, Life of the Party. I don't know much about this film. It uh, we talked a little bit about last week. Uh, ben Falcone, director, of course, starring Melissa McCarthy. Don't know anything about a book club. Again, rounding out the top five. Um, yeah. Yeah, so go figure on that. I, I don't know much. I mean, the, the cast is great on it. It's about a group of women who basically start a book club and what ensues. I wish I had more to say about it. Number three, still bringing in $17 million, is Avengers Infinity War. This movie has legs. This movie will be around. It's coming up. Worldwide, a $2 billion mark. It's at $1.9 billion right now. I don't know if it can make that extra $100 million, which is a lot of money, um, to get the $2 billion mark. But it, it, it may. We'll see. Hopefully. We'll just we'll ta- we'll take our chances with it. So, and number two, Deadpool 2, the mark with the mouth, coming up with a second Second offering on the big screen, $43 million. This movie did have a 63% drop at the box office, which is pretty significant. I don't think this movie's going to have the legs people thought it would. I thought it was going to give Solo a better run for its money. Sorry, I had to take a sip of my Gatorade there. I thought it was going to give Solo a better uh, run for its money, but it didn't. And as such, we have our number one movie at the box office this weekend. That is Solo, a Star Wars story, 847 million dollars um the story is it isn't flying high uh, I, I it, it's not it's not doing as well as people thought it was gonna do there's a reported price tag well I mean, Disney wanted this movie to do well over a hundred million dollars I think for four day weekend it cost $300 million to make reportedly. We have no confirmation of that. So th- Disney has to be a little bit disappointed with the take on that film. The film had problems, of course, with the changing of directors and, you know, so much stuff going on, but I want to talk a little bit about solo star Wars story real quick. This can be non spoiler portion of the, uh, of, of the show. And I, I, I do want to talk real quick. This movie has made worldwide. Uh, 168 million dollars worldwide. It made quite a bit. It's opening Thursday. Yeah, they wanted to do better. I made 16 million dollars. It's opening Thursday night. So I very much enjoyed the film. I thought this film was fun. I thought it was relevant. I thought it had a great cast. It was directed well. The cinematography was done well. And it's nice to have a Star Wars movie that doesn't encumbered by, you know, Jedi or gosh, the force or you know the skywalkers or even the rebellion this is a is a heist film and it gives you so many stinking easter eggs about you know regarding the other movies and other things we've seen in the other movies only from the new hope into the the last jedi things that are like oh wow wow that's a, that's an easter egg that's an easter egg so much to look forward to it, it 
obviously it, it's not going to have as big as fanfare as the other ones because there's a spinoff the same way Rogue One didn't have as big as fanfare and people are saying oh well it's because they didn't launch this movie in, in December but there's so much going on in December especially for Disney that I don't think that would have necessarily been wise for for Solo a Star Wars Story overall Alden Ehrenreich did a great job uh, Donald Glover did a great job I thought Rod Howard did a very excellent job of directing especially he walks into this project in the middle and that's got that's tough for any director to do. just walk into a project and be like, oh, I'm taking over now. And of course, so there there were changes that didn't ha- had to happen. He is a different director. And overall, if you have not seen Solo, a Star Wars movie, I would encourage you to go check it out. See Solo, a Star Wars movie and uh, enjoy it for the love of donuts. Like all the hate and I, I know we, we've had a, a little bit of a troll problem people think oh stop talking about Solo and you know people are so obsessed about this movie not doing well and the movie is a great movie and I loved it I would say I'd give it 8.5 out of 10 on a, on a 10 point scale so good so good I would encourage you to go check it out Solo A Star Wars Story was a great time in theaters I'm probably going to be seeing it again I'd encourage you to see it multiple times, support this film. And Ron Howard's one of my favorite directors. So it's just overall a great film, a great time at the box office, a great time at the movies. That's right. Also, we have Incredibles 2 coming out here pretty soon. And what's notable about Incredibles 2, we talked a little bit about this last week, is Incredibles 2 is is tracking extremely well at the box office as far as what it's going to do. Tracking numbers is basically what studios and theaters kind of, they, they figure out, what this movie is going to going to how is the movie going to perform at the box office right now they're they're tracking this movie to exceed 140 million dollars at the box office opening weekend that's June 15th it's going to open that Friday which is the highest highest grossing weekend for a animated film ever and it looks like it's going to break the record uh set by finding Dory um, two years ago at $135 million. Incredibles 2, we're going to talk a little bit with Sarah um, Sterling here about what happened at Pixar with Incredibles 2, and she did an event there, which was great. But, yeah, Incredibles 2, I, the movie comes out in a little, a little more than two weeks, and I couldn't be more happy. This is the one film that we've all wanted. Pixar keeps putting out sequels, and we love them. They've been pretty good. You know, Finding Dory was okay. It was a, it was a, it was a crowd pleaser, to say the least, but... We've all wanted, 12 years later, we wanted this film. This is a film that everybody wanted. Like, why don't we have an incredible sequel? There could be easily be a, an incredible cinematic universe, and we're finally getting it. So, yeah, I, I'm very happy that we're finally getting Incredibles 2, and this movie is going to do really well at the box office overall. A little bit back to solo news here. We have a few stories to report. Not only was that movie really, really good, but The Hollywood Reporter has reported that after an interview, um, not after an interview, but they're reporting from their sources that Lucasfilm is developing now a Boba Fett Star Wars spinoff with uh, Logan director James Mangold potentially attached to direct. Now, this can mean a lot because we also have heard word from um, Alden Ehrenreich. That he told, uh, what was that? I keep saying uh today. <laughs> he told Esquire that... Uh, he has signed a three-year deal with Lucasfilm. So we have the potential here of a Boba Fett movie, and we know Alden Ehrenreich's on the hook for two more movies. So are we going to get another Han Solo movie, or are we going to get a Boba Fett movie with Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo in it? And are we going to get maybe a Lando movie, which has been rumored 
people said it was confirmed. It wasn't confirmed. But we're going to get a Lando movie with Han Solo, with Alden Ehrenreich in it. I don't know. But this is a storyline I think very much Lucasfilm and Disney can pursue. Those, those, the, 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 the scoundrels, the the bounty hunters, the criminals, those guys. It's something we all kind of want to know more about. It's not the Force. It's not, you know, secret space wizards, as some people say. So I think it'd be a great, great thing to pursue by Lucasfilm. But we also know that they are going to be pursuing a Kenobi, possibly a trilogy. There's also talk of the Old Republic in a TV series. So much stuff going on. There's also John Favreau series going to be happening. So very exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. Hopefully, kind of Disney's getting their bearing straight as, as to how to handle this franchise. So, make sure you, you keep your eyes and ears open. We're going to talk lots about that here in the Decast the next coming weeks and months as all that goes down. Thank you. Thank you very much. All that goes down. Anyways, guys, right now I have an interview for you guys I'd love for you to listen to. I had a chance to sit down with Sarah Sterling. You know her from... Oh, gosh. Fan Flare, formerly of Thingamavlogs, Disney, YouTuber, Instagrammer, influencer, all around. We sat down. We talked for a few minutes about what's been going on with her and what's been going on uh, in, in the Disney world in general. And uh, she recently went to Tokyo Disney and talked a lot about what's going on there. So go ahead, sit back, relax, and check out our interview with the Sarah Sterling. I am joined here with friend of the show's occasional guest host, Sarah Sterling. How are you doing today, Sarah? Good. How are you, Andy? I'm doing good. Glad to have you on the show. Glad you could make it on this Memorial Day weekend. And uh, we just wanted to have you on the show because you've been doing a lot lately. And we just want to kind of catch up with you and find out what's going on um, from day to day and stuff. And like you just went overseas, you went to Tokyo, you've been at Pixar. So just a quick rundown and we'll get more into it. What's been going on in your world right now? Yeah, it's been a lot. Like, I don't think I've traveled this much um, in like so much traveling in such a short amount of time, like ever before. So it's been a crazy like spring, but um, it's been really fun. So like, you, yeah, I mean, like the first thing, I did recently that you mentioned is I went to Japan for my first trip to Tokyo Disneyland. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Bucket list item there. Um, followed by uh, the Disney Channel Fan Fest at Disneyland and then a quick visit up to Pixar Studios. Those are like most of my big activities as of late. Yeah, you've been all over the place. It looks like Disney's just been... Using for all kinds of stuff, and then you're you're also like you're going. To, I know you can't talk about, it, but you're going to Walt Disney World here like next week. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to uh, Disney World June first. Uh, if anyone's over there, I'll be around. Um, and yeah, it's for something pretty cool. Can't talk about it yet, but I think we'll be able to talk about it pretty soon. Um, but yeah, it's going to be like a a brief but cool trip i'm gonna stay at art of animation where i've never stayed before nice. so i'm really excited about yes. that um yeah so let's let's talk a little bit about 
Tokyo Disney. That's kind of the one park I always forget about. I know it isn't or in the past hasn't been completely owned by Disney. It, and I think it's changing now. But when you think of overseas parks, you think of, you know, Disneyland Paris, Disneyland Paris. You think of Beijing um, or Shanghai. And what is just your overall just quick take of Tokyo Disney? Why would somebody want to go there? I know Leo just kept going on about it when he was telling me about it. Like he's his favorite <laughs> now, apparently, but he's also very much into Japan. So what, what, why would somebody want to go there over Paris or Hong Kong? Yeah, I think all of the parks are pretty uh, unique, but um, I think in terms of like a resort that has kind of things that are completely different from any of the uh, domestic U.S. parks, Tokyo Disney Sea is like the the most unique of all. Um, you know, I feel like most of the resorts, I think all of them actually, you know, have a Disney Land. You know, like yeah. You know, Magic Kingdom in Orlando, Disneyland here, Disneyland Paris has Disneyland Park, uh, Hong Kong and Shanghai both have like their Disneyland parks. And then in Tokyo, they have a Disneyland, which is very, very similar to Magic Kingdom. But then they have their second park, which is Tokyo Disney Sea, which is unlike anything that I've ever seen um, in our parks here in the US or the only other park I've been to is Shanghai. And it was unlike that as well. So it's like pretty crazy <laughs> like it's hard to explain the theme is kind of like water uh mm -hmm. if that makes sense like they have like a lot of water-based lands arabian coast mermaid lagoon cape cod american waterfront it's all about water which is an interesting and kind of unique theme to build upon um but like you said it's not it's not owned by disney it's owned by the or it's licensed to i think you would say yeah, the oriental yeah. land company which is why um you see tokyo kind of like having unique characters out and having kind of more um strange merch than we have here because they kind of have more freedom to go wild with that kind of thing mm -hmm. um which is was the main reason i wanted to go honestly i was like i want all that those weird glasses and t-shirts and hats and yeah. stuff like that um but yeah leo's been wanting to go to japan in general forever so it was like his dream trip to actual japan followed up by tokyo disney and he enjoys as much as i do kind of seeing the differences and similarities between international parks and disneyland mm -hmm. um so that was really it was just a really cool uh trip i don't think i said like why anyone would go there i think people go there just because it's the most different okay yeah yeah what is like the one like you, you obviously did a lot of shopping i saw some of your haul videos what's like the one thing you're like oh my gosh i can't believe i got this from tokyo disney that's unique to any other park you know what it's so funny there are things there that i knew i really wanted that i could not get so like I didn't get any of that stuff. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I went into it being like, I want the big burger bag. I want the big Duffy bag. I want like the special ears that they have. And they're as like hard to get there as like, um, you know, alien popcorn bucket yeah. is in Disneyland. Like the, we were there for five days and we couldn't find them anywhere on any of the five days. Like they sell out so quickly. And if you don't know where they're going to be, what stores they're going to be at and like when, like it's not gonna happen we would see people wearing this stuff and be like did you get that like today or this week and they were like no it was months ago you know <laughs> so like the stuff that i really wanted to get i couldn't even get but um for me the stuff that is always exciting are pins because i'm a big pin trader mm -hmm. um and they honestly uh, of all of the parks i visited which again is only shanghai and then like disney world they have like the fewest 
pins. Like uh-huh. they don't have they don't have any pin stores, and they didn't have like it, it, you would just find like a small wall of pins in some stores, not even all of them. Um, so it's a very limited collection to like look at, but it made it easy because then I just got like one of everything. Do, do, they, do, <laughs> do they do pin trading there at all? No, I didn't see like no cast members wearing pins. Oh. Um, yeah, it's just like not not a thing there. I think people like wearing them. But not as much as like you would see every single person you see is wearing a character bag, mm-hmm. the little like heads. And like yeah. it, it, that's way more of a thing than pins are having like the newest character head crossbody is like the biggest thing there. Awesome. So think of, speaking of characters, what's like the most unique character that you just wouldn't see in the United States or at another park? Oh, there's so many. I mean, the, the big thing that's funny there is they love having like a male and female counterpart. So like Thumper would be out with Miss Bunny or like Clarice is out with Chip and Dale. So uh-huh. that's funny because then you see a lot of like the weird uh, side characters that we don't get a lot of. But they're huge on like the Three Little Pigs were out all the time. We saw oh, wow. Scrooge McDuck. They love the Aristocats. We saw like Aristocats all the time. And of course, they have all of the um, Duffy and friends. They're mm-hmm. like the Duffy's their biggest thing ever. So like we don't have Gelatoni. We don't have Stella Lou. We used to have Duffy, but you now we don't Duffy, anymore. Yeah. Um, and then there was a lot of weird face characters as well. Like we saw um, Esmeralda one day and um, uh, who else was weird that we saw? I feel like I didn't see her, but I know that they have like Meg sometimes mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. So the, the I don't even know what the rhyme or reason is to it, but it's always a lot of like weird characters that we don't get. <laughs> That's awesome. So closing out on the on the Tokyo piece of this interview, what was just your, your number one best ride experience attraction while you were there in the park? Oh, it's like such a like it sounds like a lame answer, but I just fell in love with Sinbad's storybook voyage. Um, it's like <laughs> it's just like a calm boat ride about Sinbad. But it's just it's so classic Disney feeling to me, which mm-hmm. is why I loved it so much. It's just like is a very well done storybook ride boat ride like the most animatronics i've ever seen on any attraction i think ever and um i don't know it just for me it felt really classic and reminded me of maybe when i was younger and went on the storybook rides for the first time i was like this is a new storybook ride but other than that the main cool thing at Disney Sea is Journey to the Center of the Earth, which I was yeah. honestly pretty freaked out to go on because <laughs> I didn't yeah. know what to expect. But it's really wonderful. Although I did, I was kind of not let down, but my expectations were really high. And then once I went on it, I realized like, oh, this is kind of like test track mixed with uh-huh. Navi River Journey. Like it, it was nothing like um, expensive experientially different than something I'd been on before, but a completely different story and like the most impeccable theming you've ever seen. Um, so I did enjoy that, although I don't think it's like in my top five Disney rides of all time. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So shifting here, you, within your travels the last few weeks, you were up at Emeryville uh, mm-hmm. and they had a, this Incredibles Day. What was going on there? I saw like so, yeah, in- I saw all of you guys. Like I don't know. Like there wasn't a Disney influencer I didn't know who wasn't there, which was really frustrating <laughs> for me. But yeah, it's like it was a lot of Disney influencers, but also a lot of like mommy blogs and family channels, and um, a lot of international um, like YouTubers and Instagram people were there as well. It was just a day that Pixar. Uh, set up to promote Incredibles 2, which is coming out June 15th, if all of you didn't know. Um, (laughs) And uh, it was just a fun day where we got to see a little bit of the movie. Um, 
about 30 minutes total. And then they just had all these fun, Incredibles themed challenges for us to participate in. And they were doing a YouTube live stream on yeah. their on Pixar's channel. So it was content for them. But then it was also content for us to capture um, to get people excited for Incredibles, too, which, uh, you know, a, a brand deal for something I'm already excited about is like the best thing in the world for me. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, I'm obviously super pumped for Incredibles, too. We've talked about it uh, maybe the last time I was on this show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, it was cool to have some Disney people there because, you know, a lot of the times it's not so many Disney like vloggers at this kind of thing. But it was cool to have like Tracy was there and Brian Hull was there and Karis. Uh, who I don't get to see a lot because she's up in Alaska. Um, so, yeah, it was just a fun time. And it, I've been to Pixar before, but Leo had never been. So I was really excited for him to finally be able to visit there because he just, like, has been busy yeah. <laughs> the last few times that I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Then you had the, the Disney Channel thing going on at Disneyland this last week. Yeah, that was, like, the day before we went to Pixar. They... Um, they were doing this Disney Channel summer promotion at Disneyland. It was called Disney Channel Go Fan Fest. Um, mm-hmm. So it was just like, here are the shows that are going to be on all summer long on Disney Channel. And the stars from those shows were there and they did a little parade and they were doing it was almost like a little convention inside Disneyland because they were having panels and signings like all over DCA, which I'd never really seen before. It's kind of interesting. And I yeah. wonder if they'll do it like every year now. But um yeah, so I, I only went to one thing in the park after seeing the like parade. I went to the DuckTales live read, which was really cool to just see them read a script. Like all the actors were there just reading their parts live like a table read, um, which was super fascinating to watch. And I love DuckTales, so I was really excited about it. <laughs> awesome. But um, yeah, it was a fun day. I wonder if they'll do more stuff like that cool, in the cool. parks. So what else do you have going on in the future? You, I mean, you have tons of stuff going on. you got your pins, of course, still and everything else. What's going on in the future for Sarah? Um, you know, same old, same old. No. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I'm doing that Disney World trip, which will be super cool. But then I'm kind of excited to just be home for a while. Um, although summer is always kind of a busy time with VidCon. And uh, of course, we don't have D23 this summer, but um, still a lot of summer stuff going on. And the parks will be crazy this summer regardless. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to be hanging around and doing stuff at home. And of course, coming out with new pin designs that I'm excited about sometime soon and yeah mostly just excited to be at home and get a handle back on my schedule after going all over the place and uh get back to work on youtube and all kinds of things like that now before we go one last question have you seen solo star wars story yet i have have you seen it i've seen it twice now yes oh my goodness twice yes was it better the second time or not yeah i i think it was better the second time I really, Good to know. I went in. I went in with such low expectations. I mean, uh, I think I was actually on Disney Movie News with you guys when that broke the news. They changed directors, and all yeah. that went down. And so I had such low expectations, and it. it it, more, it was just a good movie. It wasn't like spectacular and great, but it was just a good movie. I was really happy with it. What were your thoughts on it? I agree. And I'm, I'm pretty glad that I went in with such low expectations. I don't want to like overhype it for anybody who hasn't seen it because I do think you should just go in ready for anything. Um, but I did think it was really fun. Um, I'm pretty easy to please with Star Wars because I'm not like the longest 
you know, <laughs> biggest fan. Um, mm-hmm. I do love it. Like I love it now more than I did five years ago even, but um, I just thought it was really fun. I loved kind of like the, the backstory and like finding out how things went down that I've known about for, a, you know, so long at this point and thought all the actors did a great job. And yeah, I mean like, it's not super heady. Just like go in and have a good time. I think it's just a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, check it out. And, Fun. And if you're a Star Wars geek, you'll totally get all you'll get all the uh, different Easter eggs and stuff. And if you're not, you'll still be cool. You can go in there. My thing is, you can go in there not having seen a Star Wars movie and still enjoy it. I agree. Yeah, definitely agree. So, how can people reach you on the interwebs and uh, YouTube and all the fun stuff? For sure. I'm on YouTube, Sarah Sterling. I'm on uh, Twitter, Sarah Sterling underscore Instagram, Sarah G Sterling. And my pins are at fanflare.com. Awesome. Thank you much. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Anytime. Thanks for having me. guys enjoyed that interview with sarah our friend she's gonna be on the show here probably quite a bit more i just we love having her she's great and uh yeah so make sure you like follow subscribe to all her stuff with that guys also want to talk a little bit about a few more things we had a christopher robin trailer and poster come out and my gosh i wanted to cry jim cummings is doing the voices of oh my gosh have you guys seen the the christopher robin way the pooh trailer like so well done. When they said they were doing a live action Winnie the Pooh, I'm like, really? Or Christopher Robin. I'm like, it's set in when Christopher Robin's older. I'm like, oh, great. What is Disney doing? They're going to ruin it. They're going to ruin my childhood. And they haven't. Oh, my gosh. This thing looks incredible. Ewan McGregor as Christopher Robin. I, I, I wish I had words for how excited I am now about this film. It's going to be so good. Let me know, guys, what you thought about the Christopher Robin uh, trailer. And the poster, they're they're using like the actual, like, like toys and oh man, so much, so much good stuff. So I I enjoyed it. I, I'm excited for this film. What's going to be happening with Christopher Robin? So with that, guys, I do have a quick few announcements. Uh, we are now available the decast. You can listen to us. We are now available to be listened to on iHeartRadio. So if you like iHeartRadio, go to iHeartRadio. Just search the decast. We'll have a link for that on the decast.com here pretty soon, but there's so many different ways you can listen to us. And we now have iHeartRadio, we have Spotify, we have Apple iTunes, we have Google Play. Uh, this, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And if there's an outlet that we're not on and you'd like to, like to listen to your favorite podcast on that particular outlet, let us know and I'll work hard to get us on there. Right now I'm working on Audible and uh, yeah, just there's so many different ways to listen, but make sure you like, subscribe, leave us an iTunes review. You can you can support us on Patreon. So many different ways. Go to decast.com for all those ways. I know this is a shorter episode this week, guys, but with Memorial Day, I'll give you all a little bit of a shorter episode. Most of you guys are probably listening to this Tuesday morning now. With all that said, guys, I hope you all have a great, 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 great week. And uh, make sure you're uh, make, one thing I, I would like to make sure you're doing. Make sure you're following us on Instagram. It's at the underscore decast. We're posting stuff there every day. Information, news, questions, fun stuff. Make sure you're following us, especially on Instagram, but also on Facebook, on Twitter and all the other various social media networks. With that, guys, I hope you all have a great day. And thanks for listening to episode number 160 of the Decast. cast.